This episode is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Hello. Hello. That was 8.3 seconds. Oh, fuck. Shit, fuck. It's going to ruin the rest of the recording. You know what? Let me tell you a little secret about me. I never actually use the whole 10-second clip to create my noise removal filter. You just love being a puppet master and making me sit here in my own house in silence. Yeah, I'm the dom, and you're the sub-dom. That's good. That's a good one. Little do you know, I've been also moving our relationship in that direction, and I'm loving everything. I'm loving the whole... It's the best revenge. (laughs) I was thinking about um, like professional dominatrixes. Yeah, it's a good, it's a recession-proof business. <laughs> like right now, I bet they're like skyping. Does anyone Skype anymore? They're like, <laughs> there's the video, punishment. They're <laughs> they're video conferencing with their sub, and they're like, I'm not here to grind your balls with my foot, so you do it. And the guy's like, okay, I guess. okay i guess that's what i'll do i wonder though because that that sort of verges into like more middle management territory and i don't know if i would continue to (laughs) if i would continue to use the services of a dominatrix uh were that the relationship i feel like well if i gotta grind my own balls why am i paying you 50 bucks an hour (laughs) excuse me hello but uh welcome lady Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blaster Podcast presents Mock Movies! I'm Andy. I'm Mark. And this week, we've got a real treat for me, because I love this movie. And it's one of the few films that I haven't minded going back to, to watch again in preparation for this podcast. Sharp-eared listeners may have noticed times in the past when I haven't actually bothered to go back and watch the film again. (laughs) Uh, Figuring I could count on my 15, 20-year-old memories of having seen it. To get us through. And largely, you did. Yeah. It's let me down a couple of times. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and in spectacular fashion. But luckily, Mark's able to uh, uh, go in there and, and pretty that pretty it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Through the miracle of editing, I just <laughs> replaced some of the flubs <laughs> with an entire episode featuring David Flora and Grant Green instead of Andy. Yeah. That's, that's how I saved Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is all uh, all fixed in post. What's the name of tonight's uh, feature film? Why, it's The Thing, Mark. Right, but what's the name of it? Oh, Mark, I understand what the confusion <laughs> is here. You think we're doing uh, vaudeville again. Some sort of bullshit. <laughs> we are doing John Carpenter's The Thing. It is a time of isolation. Deep in the heart of unfriendly Antarctica, a group of men hides from the elements in a scientific base. But they are not the only group of men on this forbidding continent. Other uh, international uh, compatriots share the the rock with them, but their feeble isolation and peace is about to be shattered by a perhaps unwelcome interloper. 
We don't even do a smash wipe because right over the crawl flies a spaceship. What am this? The beginning of Star Wars? Wow, 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 wow. It's a flying saucer out in outer space. Yeah, but it's certainly not flying at the moment. It banks uh, left. It banks right. It banks at a distance in an emergency like this one. Right, Mark? She banks. She banks. Oh, she moves. She moves. <laughs> the out-of-control spaceship uh, <laughs> enters into Earth's atmosphere and streaks downwards like a comet. Poof. Ow. We... S- we see a title that reads John Carpenter's The Thing. Smash wipe! A Norwegian helicopter flying over the forbidding Antarctic wastes. It chases a. What's this? A dog? What use could a <laughs> helicopter have with an ordinary snow dog? The two Norwegian helicopter pilots really have their courage stuck, screwed to the sticking place as they dive bomb the Alaskan Malamute that they are chasing seemingly senselessly across the vast and desolate plains. One of the Norwegian men grabs a sniper rifle, leans out the side of the helicopter, and takes a shot at the poochity pooch. Whoa, the shot totally missed, dog. And the shot totally missed, dog. <laughs> Thank you. The dog appears to be moving with what, what uh, you, you might call human intelligence. Looking over its shoulder up at the uh, helicopter, swerving left, uh, rolling here, diving under cover. Launching flak <laughs> into the air for the missiles <laughs> to be distracted by. Smash wipe! To the United States National Science Institute Station Number Four, or the Ensis Four, as I like to call it. It's an Alaskan science research base. It's still cold as the devil out there, um, but it is inhabited by a crew of hurly burly 1980s men, each of which has like one two-dimensional characteristic that I'm sure we're going to enjoy. Yeah, it's sort of like aliens all over again, but different. This is such an aliens, because it's the 80s, there is, spoilers, aliens, and there's just men. Uh, Yeah, but it's even more aliens than aliens. Oh, like that uh, Rob Thomas song, More Human Than Human? It's, it is funny. I, I predict that I'm going to have difficulty with this one because the gen- they don't even bother to give half of these guys a character trait. Like, I don't know. I wasn't even sure which <laughs> yeah. one was, like, the doctor because it seems like they all just kind of take yeah. turns doing medical stuff. <laughs> I had to look up all of their job titles on, like, the fandom wiki for the thing because they never really get into what they do. Uh, they rarely mention last names. Every man on this base is just basically a face and a haircut. Two bits. Yeah, what's the difference between guy with the earring, uh, uh, guy who gets locked out in the cold, and guy that gets his hands bitten off by the thing because they all are some version of doctor. 
there's a bunch of men and they're just kind of standing around. No, they're not. There's a bunch of men and they're hanging out in the rec room, which is the hey, best room hey, on the base. Get out of here, Mosmack. They're playing ping pong. They're checking equipment. And hey, everybody this? seems to be drinking. <laughs> Why don't you give me that whiskey? No, I'll never give it to you. I gotta drink it myself. The only man unaccounted for is the solitary badass loner, R.J. Mac McCready. He's the base's helicopter pilot, played by Kurt... Who? who? Kurt Russell. What's it? Kurt Russell, down on the farm. Played by Kurt Russell. And we see him drinking a whiskey and playing a computerized chess game. Your move. This tells us King that to he's G3. a badass, but he's also a smart My strategist. Move. Queen to king's right. <laughs> Pop-up fact. That computer was voiced by Adrian Barbeau. Really? Yeah. Her big breakout role. <laughs> King, <laughs> your move. Queen to, queen to H9. My move. Checkmate. 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 What? Then Kurt Russell says something pretty chauvinistic towards the computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take my alimony, did you? <laughs> pours the whiskey into like an open circuit board in the side of the machine, totally destroying it, ruining it for everyone. Luckily, um... That is the only woman that we will see uh, throughout the uh, course of the film. Right. There's no romantic interest. There's no other room for these boys to uh, behave badly towards women. Smash wipe! Ooh. <laughs> A ghost walks in front of the National Science Institute station's uh, gate. And then a dog, that same dog that was on the lamb, suddenly rips through the ghost's ectoplasmic body, sprinting <laughs> through the gate. The helicopter circles the base, confused as to what to do next. Do they interfere with U.S. government property in the attempt to snipe this dog? Yes, they do. <laughs> One of the Norwegians pulls a grenade from a case and just fucking whips it in the wrong direction. Like, if you watch the movie, they, they had to have thrown it out the wrong door of the helicopter. Yeah, that, well, they didn't, I mean, I assume in the real movie, they didn't want that explosion going off anywhere near the stunt dog. Why not? Because dog is sacred. This was 1982. We for sure did not give a shit about dogs yet. Milo and Otis had only come out like three years before. Yeah, that's true. That is a slaughter fest. Maybe John, uh... Uh, John Carpenter's just one of the good ones. You know, I know of another carpenter who is one of the good ones. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft. The helicopter lands. <laughs> the sniper. Welcome to the helicopter lands. Uh, come, <laughs> weary traveler. Climb inside me. Let me take you. I can show you wondrous things. We see the subtitles from Norwegian as the sniper says... Thank you, old druid, but I have no time for this. I need to kill the beast before it harms anyone else. You shall be back in time. They always are. The helicopter druid takes off and flies over the horizon. The sniper sprints after the dog. Meanwhile, the, hel <laughs> shit, <laughs> the, heli shit, shit. 
Is that the dog or the sniper? That's the sniper. He's saying it in Norwegian. Oh. And the dog is saying the same thing, but in dog. <laughs> or in yeah. alien. Spoilers. The helicopter pilot jumps out, and he wants to get in on the action. So he pops open a crate of grenades, pulls the pin, and whoop! Mr. Butterfingers <laughs> drops the grenade into the five-foot-deep snowdrift right next to him. Mm, Scheiße! Mm, schnell! Schnell! <laughs> He's panning for grenades, but too little too late. Kaflui! The grenade goes off, totally killing the pilot and blowing that helilopter sky high. Oh, dear. <laughs> Old friend, it was your time. <laughs> I'm soon to join you in the lands beyond the sun. <laughs> the druid helicopter flies sadly away, weeping tears of gasoline. Oh, Andy, I'm refreshed at how quickly we've jumped the rails from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, we're like 15. There's, there's like 15 minutes of that helicopter chasing that dog. We're right on track with this guy. I feel good it's about true. it. You could listen to this episode of Muff Movies while playing the actual movie, and it would work out perfectly. <laughs> the dog races across the snow and leaps up to uh, on the meaty figure of George Bennings. Is George is George the nice dog owner guy, or is he a different guy? No, he is a different guy. George is the um, balding, red-headed guy with the orange beard. Oh, yeah, George Bennings. He's a biologist. What? How are we supposed to know that? Because you are, as soon as John Carpenter's The Thing starts, there's a message from the future <laughs> that says, in about 30 years, there will be a, a wiki called Fandom. Please look up the name of every character and you'll see their occupation. You'll need it for when you're making fun of this movie on a podcast, whatever that is. I need him to at least like look at a Petri dish full of some krill or something because... There is no, don't make a guy a biologist if he's not going to do any biology for the whole movie. You know what? Later in the movie, he does mention the Nobel Prize. That's something that scientists care about. Oh, that's right. Shit. I'm sorry. I sound like an idiot now. It's okay. Let's just delete everything we've done and start up. <laughs> Thank you. The dog leaps up onto the apparent biologist, George Bennings. George. Oh, <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Says the dog. <laughs> The sniper finally catches up with them. The dog has positioned itself just behind George Bennings' leg. The sniper yells at the men in Norwegian trying to pantomime that they need to move away from the dog, but none of them really take him seriously. What's that guy's <laughs> problem, do you think? I think he's lost his marbles. Yeah, he must be joyman or something. Yeah. Hey, hey, you want a Frankenfurter? One of the guys whips out his dick. <laughs> no, I'm not falling for that again. Oh, it's called. <laughs> uh, the sniper, fed up with waiting for the men to listen to him, raises his rifle and fires off three shots, catching George Bennings right in the leg and sending the dog racing off again towards the shelter Woo! of the base. Oh, my lucky leg! Uh, little does that Norwegian sniper know. M.T. Gary. Commander of the base, it dressed in his full khaki uniform, has been watching this whole ordeal from his window. He smashes out the window with careless disregard for government property. He extends his dirty, hairy revolver. Smile, you son of a bitch. 
<laughs> and he squeezes hot lead out of that barrel and right through the sniper's brain part. <laughs> oh, my labor was awful. <laughs> the men, uh, fired into action by this display of violence, uh, <laughs> race howling across the snow towards the burning helicopter and start extinguishing it with, with uh, fire extinguishers. One of them uses a, th- a can of spray whipped cream. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it felt small when I grabbed it. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> McCready comes out, uh, not helping at all, and uh, looks coolly at the other men actually doing stuff uh, and pithily says, First goddamn week a winner. McCready lowers his shades and his piercing blue eyes make contact with every man in the semicircle. <laughs> All of them blush just a little bit. <laughs> no one wants to tell him it's not actually winter. They're just in Antarctica. It's <laughs> always <laughs> so like this, Mick. Come on, man. I tell him, but I'm too shy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this way we're going to get you your first kiss. Thanks. <laughs> Smash wipe! <laughs> the infirmary. Dr. Copper. <laughs> the guy with a... Does he have an earring or a nose ring? He has a nose ring. That's what it is. It's very... Yeah. It's so strange because he is... He looks like an old fisherman, basically. But he's got a nose ring, and it's very incongruous. And I found myself wondering, it, like, in the 80s or, like, late 70s or whatever, did having a nose ring... Was that associated with, like, a different uh, type, you know? Like a water type or psychic type? Yeah, a a Pokemon type. That's what I meant. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, nose rings certainly were, like, a punk thing in the 80s. I noticed that, or I think I noticed that the actor was also wearing, like, a copper bracelet. So maybe he was, like, like, I feel very much that that's the actor's choices rather than in the script or like West Carpenters. Who? John Carpenters. <laughs> East Carpenters. Uh, anyway, so he's got some interesting accessories. Um, if you get his action figure, just take a good look at all of them. Yeah. And enjoy yourself. Hey, if you get his action figure, just have fun with it. You know, it's your. you can make your own stories with Dr. Copper. <laughs> like Dr. Copper walks through my freezer. <laughs> Dr. Copper, Barbie's new boyfriend? <laughs> Dr. Copper, dressed in his rubber band armor. Dr. Copper, impersonator of cops. Dr. Copper, lost in my rectum. <laughs> <laughs> Should have attached a handle to him. Dr. Copper stitches George's uh, leg back together. Well, ew, 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 oh, sit still, George. All right. You know, I'm a meteorologist. Uh, I'm not used to uh, all this biology. (laughs) No, you ain't. You was was a biologist, didn't you? Did did the guys who were muffing this say that already? Didn't we just establish that you was a biologist? This defies the tiny notes, uh, but I'll obey. (laughs) George, hang on. George Bennings, didn't Mark (laughs) just tell me that you, you was a biologist? Isn't that what we was talking about? Yes, I did. did, did. <laughs> Booms that righteous, gigantic voice of Mark. Well, it makes way more sense that we'd have a meteorologist down in this godforsaken hellhole 
than a biologist. Ain't no biology down here for a thousand miles. Hey, real quick, why do you think the Norwegians would want to kill a dog? <laughs> the bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm confused. I thought you was Mark asking that out of character. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to explain to Mark that the conceit of the film is that the Norwegians know that the dog is an alien. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Why do you think those Norwegians would want to kill that dog? I'm sure I don't know. Maybe they went stir-crazy. Sure isn't much to, to do down here. No, that's awful true. I wonder what Windows is doing over in the radio room. I wonder what Windows is thinking in that head of his. Smash cut, the radio room. We see the ever-presently wearing... Mm, we see the... No, I need you to finish that sentence. <laughs> Never. <laughs> we see the perpetually be sunglassed radio operator named Windows uh, trying futilely to reach anyone on his squawk box, but nothing but static is coming in. Forsooth, this is the U.S. Uh, naval base. Um, do we, does it have a name? Um, <laughs> Sergeant Gary! Sergeant Gary! I say, Sergeant Gary! This is Sergeant Gary. What is it? What is it, Windows? <laughs> Does the base have a name? You know I always forget. Yes, it's the National Science Institute Station Number 4, my dear boy. <laughs> okay, over and out. Hello, uh, NSI4 calling anyone who will listen. Oh, bugger it all. I haven't heard back for weeks from anyone. Excuse me. Dr. Blair, played by a young, uh, lithe Wilford Brimley. Uh, sneaks in behind the windows. <laughs> Say windows. I'm Dr. Blair. The oh, Blair, bi don't interrupt me when I'm... Biologist. <laughs> <laughs> don't interrupt me. I could be recording a podcast in here. Blair's you not even just looking at windows. <laughs> Blair. Blair. <laughs> I'm over here, Blair. Blair. Don't burst in in the middle of when I'm working with my radio equipment. I could be doing any important things in here. It doesn't look like you're that got much work done. Aren't you getting anybody on the radio? We got an emergency. No, I've been trying for two weeks. I don't expect that anyone's going to all of a sudden be listening today just because we've uh, had a so-called emergency. Now, why don't you leave me to do my work? Fine, but I'm not pleased about it. Blunk, blunk, blunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Blair uh, turns into a gelatinous mass and, and exits the door without opening it. <laughs> oh, boy. Andy, smash cut to the hallway of the rec room. You know how you know this is a 1980s film? Uh, I'll if, tell you. If you got... If, if, if your soundtrack is provided by... Um, Jeff Hogsworthy stands outside the barred gate of the science base. Workshopping some new equipment. The guard there refuses to let him in until he can answer the riddle. If you... If your main character has a, a mullet and a to it, 
you might be an 80s movie. All right, I'll allow it, <laughs> says <laughs> Negreus, <laughs> the, the ageless guard. Mark, he how do we... Just... <laughs> what? How do we know if we're in an 80s movie? You know you're in an 80s movie because if there is a young African-American actor, they're going to put a goddamn sweatband on his head. And if it's possible, <laughs> they're going to make that guy roller skate. Yeah, the actor who is simultaneously starring in The Warriors and The Thing uh, roller skates over from his other shooting set and uh, joins this movie for the time being. This actor is in- inhabiting the role of Nalls, the cook. Nalls roller skates down the hallway elegantly like a swan on roller skates to the rec room. He pauses briefly in the doorway. Maybe we're at war with Norway. Man, we, we, listen, we wouldn't know what, what, what they was doing if we was at war with Norway. Not that uh, we would know anyway what the government's, if we had to, hold on, if we had to rely on the government to tell us what was up, you know what I mean, man? Palmer, you burn out, Dr. Copper says to Palmer, the assistant mechanic. That's smoking me. Smoking a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> if you asked me to get into a vehicle you were piloting, I'd say Norway. Dr. Copper looks around. <laughs> huh? Pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Away. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi's ghost is grabbed by the helicopter druid and they are off to beyond the rainbow it never says it in the movie but Obi-Wan Kenobi is the base's biologist so <laughs> that's right <clears throat> now listen my name's Dr. Copper this is how I sound now uh, there's only uh, one way to get to the bottom of this problem uh, you gotta handle it just like a doctor. We need to dig deeper to the to the root of the infection, and that root is the Norwegians. So let's go to their base and investigate. It's only an hour away. I don't know, man. It's looking pretty bad out there. I don't know if Max's gonna want to go up. I I don't says R.J. McGrady. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could have just asked him. <laughs> Jeez, McCready, gotta tie a bell on you. Yeah, whatever. Now look, <laughs> McCready kills the rest of his whiskey bottle and throws it through another window, oh, letting the, the sub sub freezing air in. I'm not proud of it, but I know that I'm the best helicopter pilot in this base, so I'll take you <clears throat> to wherever it is you needed to go. Who took my keys? <laughs> Yeah, they're on your wrist. They're on your wrist, McCready. Oh yeah, McCready looks down at his scrunchie, which through which the keys are laced. Uh, McCready decides to he uh, the men form up so that McCready, like a captain, can pick his team that's going to go to the Norwegian's base with him. Ooh, 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 ooh. Doctor uh, Copper holds his hand very hard in the air. Uh, okay, uh, Doctor Copper. Yes. And, uh... Oh, oh, old fellow. (laughs) McCready's eyes uh, skate over windows as if he was not even there. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) McCready turns on his heel and and races out of the room with Dr. Copper hastening in his wake. Smash cut. We see McCready loading gear into the chopper. uh, Hey, stop loading me in the chopper. 
<laughs> quiet gear. <laughs> I will be quiet. I'm the base's mechanical engineer. <laughs> gear, a giant talking gear, <laughs> is gently loaded into a recess in the back seat, which is exactly shaped like him. I hope you don't need to use me. <laughs> That'll be the day. Um, tap, tap, excuse me, McCready, it's I, Empty Gary, commander of this base. Yeah, what is it, Sarge? Yes, as the owner of the uh, base's pistol, I feel that I should go along just in case you uh, find yourself in a spot of bother. Uh, that's real nice of you to offer, Gary, but we need someone here to watch the base in case something happens. And plus, well, you know that, uh... What's the guy's name? What's a... Uh... You've got Childs to stay here, played by Keith David, a legendary badass. That's the one, Keith David, who I forgot was in this movie. He's basically not, old chum. Keith David? Are you kidding? He's a major character I... in there. But I think in reality, he's not actually that important to the movie. What? No, I mean, I've watched this movie several times in the past 48 hours, and I think that he's just, like, a badass dude who gets to, like, kill stuff in this movie sometimes. Well, nobody in this movie has what you'd call, like, an internal journey, really, necessarily. No, except for the guys who are infested by the Zerg. Yeah, yeah! Blair, I guess, is also, like, up there in terms of being a main character. Andy, it's me, Empty Gary. If you don't want me to go along for the scene, just say so. <laughs> but it, it's going to be different than the movie, old chap. Did you come along in the movie, Empty Gary? Yes, just look at the tiny notes, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's in a later scene. I ain't know the future, Gary. But yeah, why don't you <laughs> hop in? You can ride side saddle next to gear here. And the more, the merrier. I brought a hot toddy. Would you care for a swig gear, old dear? Oh, no thanks. I'm on duty. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie feels suddenly shamed <laughs> by a gigantic talking gear. <laughs> uh, don't we all? I'm on duty. Oh, and they are off. Wait, no, they're not. Yeah, whatever. They fucking take <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty good audition piece for the Blue Man Group, Dr. Copper. Now hold your ass on, because we're about to get airborne. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Copper puts away his PVC pipe drums. Uh, what's... Uh, I say, old boy, Dr. Copper, what's your canon voice, old fellow? I'm Dr. Copper. <laughs> Oh, so you're sort of a no-nonsense rootin' tootin' son of a gun? So, yes. Without the southernness, you can imagine Gregory Peck, I guess, but this is probably not how he sounded. <laughs> and, McCready, you've decided that you're sort of a, um, Charlton Heston-style character type of thing? Well, I guess you could say <laughs> it's the 1980s and I'm a pretty cool guy, so I sound almost exactly like Harrison Ford. <laughs> this is how he sounds, right? <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad. And, McCready, you sort of sound like a giant fish, fish man type of character. You were just talking to me. I'm McCready. Oh, I'm thinking of gear. You were looking at gear. <laughs> I'm gear, and I talk like Satchmo. 
But if you want to hear my impression of McCready, here we go. One, two, okay. three. <laughs> oh, God, my brother. <laughs> Who invited you here? I'm Counter Gear. <laughs> Get him out of here. I'm useless when he's around. Look, Gear, <laughs> without me, we can't turn things two times. Oh, fuck. I don't know how I work. <laughs> he's drunk. I told you we shouldn't have brought him up. I regret putting you up for this job. Counter gear is flung bodily from the airborne helicopter. Uh, I'm lands. flung bodily. <laughs> oh, I say, it's about time, old chap. <laughs> <coughs> All right, the helicopter's in the air. We did that. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> to <things. laughs> hey, listener, to- fuck you. We don't have to... <laughs> We don't have to end any scenes from now on. You think we owe you? You think we gotta, like, tell you what happens in the scene? Sometimes we'll just fucking bail, man. Smash wipe. I'm bail, man. <laughs> uh, to the hallway inside the base, we hear Superstition by Stevie Wonder Everything blaring... <laughs> blaring right on the world. a boombox. As we can tell, it's being sung by gear and what... <laughs> One of his demo tapes. It's all right. It's okay. You can look the other way. We see that mysterious Alaskan Malamute working its way, skulking even, its way slowly down the empty hallway until it stops beside an open door. It looks in with intensity and sees the silhouette of a man sitting on his bunk. The dog enters the man's room with a real fucked up feeling. Yeah, that's a really eerie scene in the real movie. That dog is a good actor. That's a good... That dog's a better actor than... That's a good dog! That's a good dog! (laughs) That was a good dog. Oh, no! (laughs) Yeah, the the dog is a better actor than several of the humans. I'm not going to say which ones, because they're probably listening. Windows. Yeah, who's... The actor's name is Thomas Waits, and it's like... I got excited because I was like, ooh, Tom Waits. And then, no. Tom Waits for no man. <laughs> um, okay, cool. You're all right now? You, you, <clears throat> wait a minute, smash wipe. <laughs> all right now, you bunch of, bunch of Nancy drinking tiny pants. Get out here. We got to explore this Norwegian base, and I want to get home before the snow plows in. Oh my, look how ripped apart and on fire the base is. It's, it's as though they had some sort of an end-of-the-world uh, celebration. It just went hog-wild. Yes, it's just as I thought. It's probably snow madness. I think it's best if we go in there and uh, steal all of their uh, booze and uh, <laughs> get out of here as quickly as possible. I'm on it, says name pun character. <laughs> Wait, what was his name? It was like Flyaway Jones or Flyaway like, Jones? Fly covers all or something like that. Who are you, you talking threw, about? You threw him in when they were getting uh, airborne. Oh, You're Fling like, Bodily. Thank you. Jesus. Says Fling Bodily. <laughs> uh,. The men uh, split up for some reason and start exploring the, the, the base. Uh, almost immediately, Copper stumbles upon the, the, the burnt-up bodies of 
man Many and the man. <laughs> hey, Mac, Mac, get over here. Oh, geez. Mac comes out of the base with <laughs> the frozen corpse of a Norwegian who slashed his own throat and wrists. I thought mine was cool, but you you really got to one up me, eh, Doc? Well, now, why did you why did you bring that out of there, Mac? I thought we could maybe examine it. I don't know. You're the duck, Doc. Goose. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> A goose walks by. It's it steals their bonnet. A little mission on its list of missions is crossed off. I say, fellas, come on over here. I have found something that tops either of those things. Oh, good luck topping this weird mutant charred corpse thing we were looking at. Uh, Mac and Copper run over to Gary, who has discovered a like ten foot by six foot. The tomb of ice that looks like it maybe once contained something the size of a man or slightly larger. However, the ice has been burst open from the inside. What is this, President Taft's bathtub? (laughs) Excellent, old chap. Very good. (laughs) Fly by night. (laughs) What's the name? (laughs) Fling bodily. Thank you. Fling bodily. You're going to want to keep my name out of your mouth, Mark Soloff. It's me, Fly by Night. <laughs> oh my God, Fly by Night. <laughs> you say my I'm name sorry. two more times, I appear behind you. And oh, let me tell no. you something, that's the last thing you ever see. Oh boy, sorry. That's Mr. Okay. By Night. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dr. By Night to you. <laughs> Dr. By Night. <laughs> Fling bodily. Uh, races out of the Norwegian base. What? Did you guys forget about me again? Come on! I'm a person! Uh, yeah, I guess we did there, Fling. Uh, why don't... Hang on. <laughs> hey, Fling, why don't you get back in that chopper and keep gear company? <laughs> yeah, we thinking 99 bottles of beer on the wall in here. Gears, uh amazingly loud singer's voice projects out of the closed helicopter and through the canyon where the men stand. We're down to 45, but there's still a lot of fun to be had. <laughs> oh shit, he's created an avalanche with his sonic boom. We Everybody... better get out of here. Thanks, my inner monologue. <laughs> oh, quickly, grab those disgusting, twisted, burnt-up humanoid things uh, on your way to the chopper. <clears throat> we, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Copper and Mac tuck the twisted remains of one or several men, question mark, under their <laughs> arm and race back towards the uh, helicopter. Huff, puff, huff, puff, huff, puff. Uh... uh... Gary leaps up and grabs the spinning rotor of the uh, <laughs> of the chopper and rides it around as it takes off into the air. There's no time. <laughs> up, 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 away, old chaps! Just like Dunkirk again. <laughs> the helicopter rises just as the gigantic wave of hard-packed snow crashes down on the Norwegian's base, vanishing any evidence that was previously there. Oh, yeah. You think they'll have that on the tour? <laughs> Smash wipe. 
the helicopter lands at the exterior of the National Science I Infantry <laughs> Science Base Number Four. The men uh, rush out of the base and help our helicopter friends carry the big old weird warped corpses of the thing into the infirmary. Hey, what you got uh, there, Mac? Yeah, what you got there, Mac? Hey, I'm on. Uh, I'm on. Put my finger on it. This isn't for you to eat. This is for you to look at, <laughs> old son of a go. Oh, man. The, uh, men. The gear. <laughs> go that's ahead. The gears, that's the gear's voice. That's the gear and also various men. <laughs> the guy who did the, 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 the gear's voice was brought in later in post to add some, uh, what's it called when you do? A ADR? ADR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Dance Dance Revolution. Oh. <laughs> Oh. oh, if only we had Dance Dance Revolution in this time of quarantine. I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> Would you be playing Dance Dance Revolution right now? No, it made me tired out. That's a <laughs> game for people with uh, physical prowess. It's a young man's game. <laughs> it's I... a young man's game. <laughs> oh, Dr. Blair. Here we are in the infirmary of the base. The men pull the tarpaulin off of the weird corpse, unveiling it in all its cinematic glory. This thing is a twisted amalgamation of human forms and organs. It is shiny with a film of mucus and it's emitting a nauseating steam. Even old Wilford Brimley has to hold his mustache over his mouth to keep from upchucking. <laughs> Now, well, fellas, well, some of this is me. I'm going to be brutally honest. But uh, a lot of it this time seems to be coming from this uh, twisted corpse uh, thing that you got brought back. Where'd you find this? It, well, we found it in the Norwegian base from whence we came. It's me, Gary. Oh, Empty did, Gary. Did we find it, really? Mac looks at Copper uh, and shrugs at him. Yes? <laughs> why, why are you being weird and suspicious? I seem to remember Gary being off looking at a big old pile of ice when we were doing the hard work, but whatever. Oh, hey, I wasn't the only one. Have you forgotten... Have you forgotten my good friend who is a person that exists, whose name is not Dr. Bynite? It is... <laughs> That's too... You're using <laughs> no, I... them up a little bit too fast there, <laughs> I didn't say I, I didn't say the whole thing. I didn't say the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna want to be real careful. <laughs> I'm. I was not alone. I was with Flung Bodily. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was with me the whole time. Is that what his name was? Pro it's Fling Bodily. But I'll forgive you this time, Mister Gary. Flung's my baby son. <laughs> oh, as I was saying, gentlemen. Huh. Huh. <laughs> all, all the men filled with testosterone hoorah at each other <laughs> instinctively. <laughs> Please don't do it. It's going to save us a lot of time if you fellas don't do that every time I say gentlemen. <laughs> yes, everybody, that's enough with the hoorah. Hoorah. Hoorah! Hoorah! <laughs> All right, but listen, this thing looks like a combination of 
of multiple DNAs. You got a human, you got bug, you got <laughs> dog. Suddenly, from the doorway, everybody notices the weird dog is staring at the men intently. <laughs> Palmer walks in just behind the dog. Sorry, I was just ooing to myself. <laughs> Because that's what I'm stoned when I do. Oops. <laughs> Smash wipe. Everyone shakes their head at Palmer. We see the hands of the clock ticking forward and the men stubble growing. It is later in the same area. The she glanced this way. I thought I saw. And when we touched, she didn't shudder at my paw. No, it can't be. I'll just ignore but then she's never looked at me that way before. That's a pretty good song, Blair. But I, Dr. Copper, have something to report. This beast has normal human organs. What? We see Dr. Copper holds up two buckets filled with disgusting uh, John Carpenter-esque goo. Uh, both are labeled normal human organs. <laughs> Why are you... Why are you trying to save them there, Doc? I feel like we could just throw those out. I was raised in a commune, and we used every part of the animal there. Okay. <laughs> My name's Fux. <laughs> <laughs> Says Fuchs. <laughs> Where are we? In the infirmary. Uh, we're just about to go into number 14. Little peek behind the gilded curtain, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys uh, are wondering where we're going, if you're following along at home, uh, go ahead and flip forward to section 14. Go through your annotated tiny notes and advance to 14, the kennel. But then she's never looked at me that way before. What do you think about that, dog? <laughs> Thanks. I thought it was pretty good myself. <laughs> Clark, the large, simple, straightforward sled dog handler of the base, because every base needs a sled dog handler, leads the uh, newcomer dog into the caged room where they keep at least four other sled dogs, probably six. I don't know. Hard to, I, I get dog blindness. I feel like there's also a varying numbers of dogs in some of the scenes, because like two of them get away. And then the thing eats like four of them, and then there's somehow like Spoiler. more later. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, everyone stop listening. Bleep out the last six minutes. Quick, delete this episode, download uh, This American Life, uh, listen to it all, and uh, shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> That's where I go when I'm running low on improv fuel. <laughs> now get on, get on in there, dog. Get on in there. Come on now. Dark. Bark, whine, bark. No, don't you talk back to your mother now. Get You get in with them other dogs. The uh, newcomer dog very slowly, very deliberately stalks into the room filled with really cute snoozing Alaskan dogs. <clears throat> the gate is shut behind them and locked. The newcomer dog sits down and waits. And waits. And waits. A thousand years pass. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. The dog. 
man's <laughs> best friend. But you, young one, you seem to be a little bit different than your average canine beast. I wonder what we shall see. Hmm? Yes. Through the, through the window, uh, the helicopter druid peers in at the scene. <laughs> who He can watch, but he cannot interfere. <laughs> to the moon! All of a sudden, the dog, like, lays his head back and starts making a eerie hissing noise. His body begins to tremble and shake. The other dogs immediately, their hackles rise, and they start to to bark and, and then to whine and freak out at this otherworldly sound. Hey, remember Stranger Things when the monster's face opened up in four different directions to reveal just a gaping chasm of sharp teeth? Yep. Guess where they got that from? It's the thing! Yeah, it's really, like, great and gross. One of the dogs starts, like, tearing apart the fence uh, to try and escape from the kennel, which is, like somehow like the scariest part of this i thought that it was like yeah that's a good dog actor too really good dog actors in this movie to see uh like an animal um endangering its like gums and teeth by pulling apart metal in fear is a very compelling uh and frightening thing to watch you know what's sad about the dog actors in this uh movie mark what is that they got paid uh peanuts <laughs> now for that dog to work what for uh for the purposes of this joke let's pretend that dogs love peanuts or that dogs are elephants uh oh yeah that's easier let's pretend the the dogs are elephants <laughs> okay so the alien taking the guise of an elephant storms into the base <laughs> and is locked into <laughs> is locked into the kennel with all the other sled elephants turns out i can't do an elephant noise can you do an elephant noise <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can, um, but it takes a couple tries, and it's very loud, and I don't want to do it in the mic. Buy me dinner first. All right, I kind of have to now because I mentioned it as a fucking podcast. Okay, here we go. It. Here we go. <laughs> that was really good. First time. First time. Thank That's you. Really I did that good. with my asshole. Anyway, the <laughs> dog... <laughs> chewing its way out of the metal fence is suddenly sprayed with a purple slime ew it winds and runs away from the fence deeper into the chamber buy me dinner first says the dog <laughs> clark <clears throat> the gentle giant rushes in to investigate uh he unlatches the darkened uh, cage and fleeing sled dogs bowl him over. He is uh, thrown onto the floor. Hey, as come these... on back. Come on back, you dogs. Oh, no. Says, says Gear. <laughs> but, but he's helpless to pursue them <laughs> since he's hanging in his special hook harness. I told you, on the you, wall. you gotta make me a special chair <laughs> for moments just such as these. Sorry, Gear. One of these days, old buddy. Uh, oh, look at that abomination, says Clark, as he looks in and sees all these horrible, writhing, red, like, licorice-looking tubes uh, of tentacles from the hideous transforming alien inside the cage. <laughs> says the alien. Clark <laughs> jumps to his feet, locks the door, and scrambles out of there. <laughs> Smash wipe to the kitchen. Mac. And cheese. Oh, boy. <laughs>
like subconsciously, I, I think I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, because in our tiny notes, it says kitchen dash Mac. And it's like, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you could hear it in my voice. I left a little like, I left a little groove for you to just nestle into. That's how you know that we are an expert team. That's is right. I write down a joke <laughs> on our notes, and then you leave a groove for me to deliver that joke. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm just reading uh, down a list of Mark's pre-written jokes here as we do them. Yeah, it's great. It's very easy for me. Smash wipe to the kitchen. Mac hears a scream echo down the hallway. A scream, somewhere between a scream and a howl. Without oh, Jesus, <laughs> my ex-wife back in town. A <laughs> old bottle. Hey, listen, Mac. Mac. You really <laughs> should. Maybe you should sit down for a little bit. Take a break, huh, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I'll take a break. He shatters the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fire alarm. <laughs> Mac uh, immediately pulls the fire alarm. That Any howling on base is immediate grounds <laughs> for evacuation. That's right. Thinking his ex-wife has gotten into the base, Mac grabs a weapon and urges all the men to hurry confusedly down the hallway to the kennel. Meanwhile, back at the kennel, Clark uh, hides around the corner from the rampaging beast in the cage. <laughs> hey, Mac, Mac, come over here, Mac. Uh, what, what, what is it, Clark? Oh, what Why am I you hiding? Something went wrong with that dog I put in there. Uh, he he gone all crazy. You probably put him in backwards. <laughs> no, not this time. I checked. I double checked. No, something different. Did you blow on him? Make sure there's no dust in the terminals? Yeah, of course. I do that for all dogs before I put them away for the evening. But something right. gone wrong with this one. Gear, what do you have to say about this situation? Max is turning to the gear that's mounted on the wall. There's something sweet. And almost kind, but he was mean and he was cold and unrevived. But now he's dear <laughs> and so unsure. I wonder why I didn't see there before. Oh, it's a riddle, is it? All right, <laughs> I have no time for this. Uh, Mac takes his cool 80s shotgun and blasts open the lock to the cage. <laughs> the cage opens. And from the darkness, uh, squicks a bloody, half-formed dog thing. It takes up the whole center of the cage. Tentacles fly out of it and wrap two of the (coughs) helpless sled dogs in its vicinity. Andy croaks. I got to recover from that scream. Pretty good alien noise, though, huh? Yeah, thank you for really... uh, sacrificing your body for your art yeah enjoy it that's the last one i'll be able to do it seems like that's okay we spent the whole budget on that one screen we'll fix it in post oh no (laughs) uh max shoots the two captured sled dogs gotta kill the hostages we don't negotiate with terrorists (laughs) no clark leaps out and knocks uh, Max gun hand away, which is Who's possibly the, hand? the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> Max scrambles in the dark for his fallen hand. <laughs> now, 
Clark, that's the dumbest thing you could have done. You know my hand is made of life-giving copper. <laughs> well, it's not Dr. Copper. It's me, Childs, the mechanic. Childs. Childs, <laughs> Keith Davis, the badass, Keith David. Childs, Jonathan the badass, Davis. <laughs> Child Davis. <laughs> Childs <laughs> says a pair of conjoined twins that are five. Childs, who is secretly two five-year-olds in a trench coat, wanders in wearing a flamethrower. The top bends bends backwards as the two try and catch their balance. I'll take care of this beast. Childs opens fire literally on the horrible alien monster. A sheet of flame bathes the 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 beast. There is for the you also see like uh, uh, some part of its body detach and run up into the rafters, but that never comes back later. So <laughs> I guess it was just a red herring. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I I get lost at how many things there are and like where they are, but needless to say, we see that this organism can detach part of itself mutate and get hooks and talons and stuff and rip its way out of the ceiling. Did anybody bring the barbecue sauce? Says Childs, turning with a childish, childlike grin to the rest of the men. <laughs> oh, Childs, you're always thinking about food. <laughs> All of the men slap each other on the back and head back to the infirmary to have a well-earned party. <laughs> But when the men reach the infirmary, they see Blair there standing with his autopsy kit at the ready and an empty autopsy table. They walk in and Blair treats them to a, such an expression of fixed expectation that the men are shamed oh, into retur returning back to the kennel to pick up the charred corpse and bring it into the infirmary. We was, we was going to bring it, Blair. We was going to bring it. We just forgot. That's more like it. I don't like to see slip-ups like this in a base. I run a tight ship. <laughs> now, you don't run. I just have to repeat, Blair. You do not run the, the ship at all. You're just... You, you, do, you do the autopsies. And are you also you a doctor? Yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm Dr. Blair. I'm the head biologist. What's the difference between you and Dr. Copper? I get so confused, you see, with all of you gentlemen. Doc, okay, my name is Dr. Blair. I'm the head biologist. Dr. Copper is also a medical doctor. Uh, he's more of like the, the, the old sawbones to patch people up. And as you can see, he's uh, a well-known alchemist who can change copper into gold. <laughs> And I am the head mechanical engineer. Says Gear. In case anyone has forgotten. <laughs> Remember, Gear has such a powerful voice it carries from his resting place on the side of the kennel hallway. I see no one thought to bring me into the infirmary to hear the expedition. I guess I'll just hang here in the dark. Don't worry about Gear, says Dr. Copper. <laughs> He's always feeling left out because I won't transmute him into a more precious metal. I'll wear you down someday, Dr. Copper. <laughs> Oxygen and water will wear you down, Gear. The men laugh hesitantly, none of them quite <laughs> understanding the joke. 
Well, anyway, uh, while you guys were playing grab ass, uh, I was doing a fast autopsy on this thing. Let's <laughs> show them a hot dog. <laughs> I think that no, we bring... should come up with a different name for it. We can't just keep calling it the thing. That's an excellent point, Childs. I'm Dr. Copper. What do we call it, Childs? Um, how about we call it the, the, um, how about we call it, um, what's a good name for a monster? Oh, let's call it Jaws, because it's got so many Jaws. All right, I'll take it. I was going to go with Alien, but I, Jaws is fine as well. I don't know. Alien seems like kind of a generic name for a monster. Let's call it it. That's a better <laughs> idea. Yep. <laughs> Sounds great. If I could, <clears throat> if I could have the, uh, <laughs> if I could have the uh, floor back, please, I was just about to tell you all about the thing. Sorry about that. Uh, Dr. Copper transmutes the floor back into its tile. Thank you. <laughs> Changing it from the grass that it was. Now, this, this thing appears to be able to take over the DNA and absorb any life form surrounding it and create a perfect copy. Uh, now, wait so, a minute, wait a minute. Quick point of order. Let Dr. me finish Dr. first. Dr. Cold Dr. questions till the end. You called it a thing. I think we all agreed that we're calling it it. I so, apologize. The it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I feel much more comfortable. I would think you <clears throat> make sure you keep me honest, child, and I appreciate it. I'll keep you honest, old friend, <laughs> says Gary, clapping Blair on the back. <laughs> Not appreciated, Gary. <laughs> anyway, I think if y'all hadn't interrupted it... This thing. <laughs> oh, excuse me, just real quick. <laughs> Says like child's, uh, like a lower section, <laughs> bizarrely. What? <laughs> um, I, I think what my uh pelvis is trying to say is you did call it a thing once again. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> Oh, jeez, we're going to be here all night. Uh, I rub it through the border, old boy. We'll keep restarting this until we have it right. It's a third he save a raises a good run. point, says Fling Bodily. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay, now as I was saying, this it <laughs> can absorb the DNA of other creatures. If you hadn't all uh, interrupted it, it... Probably would have made a bunch of perfect copies of these dogs, and then we would have had a bunch of alien dogs. Why, well, it could have already taken over any one of us. We'd have so many more cute puppies. Yay! Yay! Says the lower <laughs> half of Childs. <clears throat> he does raise a good point. An entity that can imitate animals could be an endless source of protein for the uh, starving people of the world. Now, I think we're all forgetting the main point here, which is that you're saying that any one of us two could be one of these it's? That's right. Even me, Gear, hanging back here by the kennel. Wait, Gear, are you an alien? No, I'm not an it. <laughs> I am Gear. <laughs> oh, boy. Chief it's, mechanic. There's so many proper nouns around here, I feel like I'm at a noun convention. Good one, says <laughs> Fling Bodily. P 
patting Mac on the back, trying to ingratiate himself to the group. Mac uh, punches himself in the balls uh, surreptitiously as punishment. <laughs> Smash cut to the kennel. Dr. Blair and Clark, the dog tender, uh, are kneeling near the one remaining dog. Dr. Clark, I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Dr. Clark, uh, doctor of dogs, <laughs> is drawing blood from the one surviving dog. I've been dog. taking classes at night, and I just what? now got my post postdoctorate degree five minutes ago, Blair. Boy, oh boy, University of Phoenix, <clears throat> call yourself a doctor. I'm a bi bi biologist. There's an awful lot of... Now listen, an education is an education. There's an awful lot of classism involved in... Uh, just because I didn't go to no Ivy League uh, institution, and also because I exclusively eat chocolate, you don't <laughs> give me the respect that I deserve, Mr. Blair. You know what? Dr. Clark, uh, I guess I have been underestimating you. you because I uh, also attempt to eat all chocolate all the time and can't seem to do it. You've done it and you still are rather svelte, so you're doing something right. <laughs> well, it seems we found a point of uh, similarity off of which we can build a beautiful friendship. Okay, one thing at a time. Hey, <laughs> Blair suddenly takes a flashlight and shines it directly into Clark's face. Ah! How much time? How much time did you spend alone with that alien dog? I don't know. Two to four hours, I suppose. <laughs> Blair looks at his notes. It reads: incubation time to perfect imitation, two dash four hours. Huh. Very interesting. His wings unfurl and flap gently behind him. <laughs> Smash cut. A room. <laughs> the men of the base are reviewing video footage of the Norwegians. Now, how are we supposed to learn anything from watching this crap? There's how much more of this is there, copper? Well, there seems to be just enough to satisfy a man. I mean, there's uh, probably uh, 12 <laughs> to 20 hours of this. Copper pats the uh, stack of tapes next to him in a... Uh, self-satisfied manner one of them reads dick bay <laughs> now gentlemen i'm happy to watch this footage uh from start to finish multiple times if i have to to figure out what happened to these men uh why don't you all go get some should i while i uh carry on with my important research yeah blah 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 we could do that or just fast forward to the end of the last tape einstein no <laughs> the men fast forward to the end of the final tape they see a bunch of bloody Norwegian corpses strewn throughout their base. Yeah, so to whomever finds this, um, a couple of things. First of all, uh, the skins did end up winning 1514. Um, I want to go ahead and write that down. Gunther Gunter does, uh, we do owe Gunther 25 kroner if anyone finds Scientist, so I'm not sure if he is going to be able to collect any more. Also, we have been uh, the <laughs> one remaining Norwegian splits apart in an orgy of blood and tentacles. The video goes to static. Oh, wait just a minute there. Reverse enhance. They <laughs> they zoom into twenty five kroner. Right there, freeze it. <laughs> they, 
they stop the video and zoom in. They see on the wall the address of the dig site where they extracted the alien. 1122 Boogie Woogie Avenue. <laughs> well, it's worth a shot. As you know, I think we should treat every mystery like a hospital patient and just get as far into it as possible. To the Macmobile. <laughs> That's right, Gear. Here we go. <laughs> Mac, Gary, Gear, and a person we haven't seen much from yet, Vance Norris, the pudgy geologist. <laughs> Hop back into Mac's <laughs> chopper and take off giggling into the uh, Antarctic sky. What about me? Did you replace me with Gear? We can't bring you along on this one, Sarge. No room for you with Vance taking up the shotgun spot. All right, I'll... I'll uh, just, Morty, stay here with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smash wipe, too. <laughs> a giant crater in the ground. The helicopter comes to a... a, a <laughs> complete stop. Complete stop. <laughs> Everyone inside looks both left and right before exiting the vehicle. Well, as you can see, it's a giant crater in the ground, which seems to be housing a huge flying saucer. We better rappel down and get a closer look. You guys bring your rappel cables? I brought my grappling hook. Being as a geologist, I never go anywhere without it. Vance Norris, I knew I could count on you. <laughs> yes, I'm the most advanced Norris of my time. <laughs> All right, let's hop to it, hot, sweet, sweet, sweet. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, Mac looks accusingly at his half-drunk <laughs> bottle of whiskey. <laughs> that ain't me, buddy. That's a, you gotta, I told you to leave me back at the base. Also, you've been flying a lot for as much as you've had to drink. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> oh, dear. You just hit the up button. <laughs> Last one in the rotten egg. Whoa. Vance uh, repels down the side of the crater directly on top of what appears to be a, a metal structure buried in the ice. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Mac follows him shortly thereafter. Mac and Norris <clears throat> trudge their way across the vast metal expanse that is the strange craft. Well, uh, tasting this ice as I am with my bifurcated tongue, I can tell that this is over a hundred thousand years old. Well, how can that be possible? This looks like State-of-the-art sheet metal looks like it was fabricated yesterday. Yes, yes. Norris puts a practiced hand upon the craft. This is old magic. And those fucking <laughs> Norwegians blew it up. <laughs> Mac holds a clenched fist in the air. <laughs> he uh, looks at a tattoo of the Norwegian flag with a Ghostbuster-style cross <laughs> over it. Uh, and his eyes narrow to slits of vengeance. Excellent. <laughs> Let it fill you. Smash cut to the rec room at night. Night has descended upon the rec room, and the men of the base are anxiously doing their old activities, playing cards, playing ping pong, 
and pouring liquor into the chess machine. <laughs> this cheating bitch, am I right, everybody? <laughs> yeah, you're right, man, says Palmer. Hey, with you two guys, two guys, joints protruding from his nostrils. Do you guys ever um did you, did any of you ever try and fuck the, the chess lady? <laughs> we all did, man. Come on. Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't just me. Yeah, it's hard though, because it's just like a machine. You I'll know? say it is. Yeah. Oh, all right. Palmer reaches a hand out for a high five. A uh, hand emerges from the center of the trench coat and high fives Palmer. Whoa! I gotta cut down on this. Palmer <laughs> says, looking at his pot reserves. Nulls skates in as he always does. Bella's not gonna ask you. We all have to share. A small and confined space. So one thing I'm going to ask you is to not throw your dirty old drawers in the kitchen and just leave them there for somebody else to have to pick up. You know, you're just making work for other people when you don't take care of it yourself, gentlemen. Okay. holds up a uh, vacuum-sealed bag in his obsessive-compulsive hand, which contains uh, shredded-up long johns. All the men guiltily hang their heads and then surprisedly look at each other and point. You? You too? You too? <laughs> you? And you as well? <laughs> Me? I thought, oh, wow. I guess everyone's in on it. <laughs> well, listen, we've all had a little Long John mistake now and then. It's nothing we have to hold against one another. But as I was trying to say before we were so rudely interrupted, it was a flying saucer, gentlemen. A saucer that flies through the air. But in this case, it was buried deep beneath the ice. Wait a minute, man, Palmer says, taking another toke. You telling me it's real, actual, factual, E.T.? <laughs> well, I don't know what you want to call it, but the fact is it was there. And we need to be prepared. Uh, I don't think we should leave one another's sights. Why? What do we even know about it? It's old. It's angry. <laughs> and it's out for blood. <laughs> oh, Jinkies. <laughs> Says Velma. <laughs> Smash wipe two. Blair's lab. He sits in front of a old timey computer that's only got three pixels on screen representing cells. He is slowly turning the crank to make sure the computer stays on. We see the ballet of the low-res cells unfold before Dr. Blair's eyes. The blue dog cells are approached by a triangular red intruder cell, which stabs them and then wears their skin. A perfect imitation. Blair rubs his eyes incredulously. He sees this horror show of cellular deformity and types a question into his computer that is smarter than modern computers are. Yes, I'm sorry, Blair, but I'm afraid that one, the probability that one or more of the team members is currently infected is 75%. Oh my god. Uh, okay, computer, what happens if... Please it... don't make references to religion. Oh, sorry, sorry. What happens if it reaches civilization? Probability that 
the thing takes over civilization. No, wait, well, I got, hold on. Contro control Z. Oh, boy. Here's what <laughs> How I, I here's explain what I to found. this program that we're calling it it now? I don't know. I don't know. Basic. Did you ask where to find free dumplings in downtown San Francisco? Well, yes, I, I could use that knowledge. Here's what I found. Click the I feel lucky button. <laughs> Probability that if it reaches civilization, civilization is fully infected within five years, 100%. Holy mother of stuff. Don't say thank I, you. I didn't. I know. Whenever you visit me and your mother, we don't talk politics or religion. Sorry about your sky wizard, but I don't believe in that sort of thing. It just All seems right. like we don't need it nowadays, you know. We'll, we'll see who comes out on top in the end, <laughs> old buddy. That's what she said. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Fuck you. Blair, <laughs> Blair pours his whiskey into the keyboard. Uh. <laughs> Blair then shakes his head. He looks over his shoulder at the men in the rec room and pulls a revolver from his desk. All right, I got to pee, says the revolver. Psst, 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 psst.